Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Chris with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Keith Herman with ipaequities.com. How are you doing, Keith? Terrific. How about yourself? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Keith, share with us your background and how you got involved with IPA Equities. Sure. I um, got started years ago in the real estate business, development, redevelopment, and uh, built a large portfolio. And through that company, developing projects and getting involved in partnerships for real estate projects. I was exposed to projects outside of the real estate industry. And having seen uh, projects in other areas, I started to uh, be, you know, get interested in diversifying. So that's kind of how I, it led me into these other areas. And uh, little by little, I got more and more involved in the technology sector, uh, you know, away from real estate and finance and, and other things that I had worked in and gravitated towards technology. What do you think it was about the, the tech side that, that pulled you more in that direction? Well, it's an area that had tr- tremendous growth and uh, there's a lot of creative people. It's it's uh, not redundant in terms of its model. It's constantly evolving, and it seemed that there was a potential for exponential opportunities and growth. So uh, naturally, trying to uh, you know grow myself personally, I felt it was a great uh, you know opportunity to move in that direction. 
Okay, yeah, very cool. So uh, tell us about IPA Equities and what it does. Sure. Well, IPA is a private equity firm investing in different projects. Uh, we look at things in, in different fields, but the, I would say the majority are slated in the technology area. So we're also involved in, in philanthropic projects and uh, occasionally projects in other sectors, uh, energy and sustainable projects, things along those lines. Okay. In the technology side of things, how does IPA uh, look into those specific companies and what are some what are some things that uh, attract uh, IPA to investing in, in those technology companies or projects? Well, pr- primarily the biggest factor are impact projects. It's, it's great to scale businesses, which I've done over the years and create, you know, involved in, uh, you know, creating efficiencies, things along those lines. But it's most meaningful to invest in projects that have an impact on people's life and their, you know, their daily life, quality of life and and improving, you know, just, uh, you know, their, their, uh, you know, access to things, improving the quality of their life. So that's, that's really the primary factor that we look at. Um, And then, you know, we look at what the project is, we look at who's involved in the project, what, who the team is, we look at their probability of executing on their business plan. And obviously, we, we drill down into things like projections, financial projections, or their existing operations. And, uh, you know, through a combination of, of those uh, factors, you know, we determine how confident we are that it's going to be successful and uh, really impact, have an impact on a large scale. In the area of probability, what are the key factors that you see? Um, you mentioned who's on the team and and other projections. What what are those probabilities and the likelihood that you're going to say yes to that particular project? Well, we look at hundreds of deals, <laughs> um, and so it's really a needle in a haystack. There's there's so many projects that you know conceptually are incredible projects. Um, some of them you know are very lofty which is, uh, you know, fine, but it's a combination of, of what the idea is and how much time people have invested, not monetarily, but their time in that specific pursuit and what they have done to assemble a team to be able to execute on what their plan is to actually reach that goal. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, someone mentioned the other day that it, it's much like seeing uh, a, a marriage or other similar relationship. If if they're in it for the long haul, they're going to have um, worked through many problems and come up with unique solutions to to get to where they currently are in, in that particular relationship. So yeah, I, I thought that was a, an interesting way to put it. So what are some, can you talk a, a little bit more about maybe some of those projects that you're involved in currently? Well, the, the, the projects that we're involved in uh, are, you know, I'll give you an example. Currently, there's a project that we're working on that's a healthcare staffing platform. And essentially what it is, is, is it's designed to uh, streamline the healthcare staffing uh, environment to uh, place professionals, healthcare practitioners, doctors, nurses, technicians into positions much faster more efficiently, 
and combine artificial intelligence to improve the placement. The byproduct is is having professionals in positions where they are better, uh, you know, positioned in in what they're doing to be able to provide better health care and you know daily basis where they're happy in the the position that they're in. They're happy where they're located. Their performance is is, is substantially better. And the result of that is better health care because currently uh, the third leading cause of death is medical error. And so we feel that by, you know, placing people into, situ- into positions where they're working regular hours, they don't feel that it's a temporary position that they're in and they feel more comfortable and confident and happier that their performance is going to be substantially better. It also benefits people that are already in the space, such as healthcare staffing companies, because it solves a problem for them where their uh, ability to place their, you know, their professionals, it makes it much easier uh, and faster, and there's less duplication because very often uh, doctors and nurses will sign up with several staffing companies. So there's duplication in submissions. Um, the other thing is is that we'll have very uh, you know extensive criteria to be able to uh, you know place them, like I said, you know so that they're a much better fit so that's let's say that pediatric nurse is not assigned to uh, you know a different area of a hospital like such as the cancer ward, you know where they don't really necessarily have experience in that area. So we're really looking to you know it's really about the the environment and like I said, affecting people daily. The other thing is is, not only does it help the healthcare staffing companies, it helps the healthcare facilities, hospitals, uh, because they have less turnover and they have less costs because they have less, uh, you know, costs in terms of insurance claims and, and things along those lines. Yeah, so cool. So the the investment from the um, the worker side is affects everybody all the way around. So a better match, a better fit is going to hinge or it's going to lean towards much more success. And so that's yeah, that's definitely a cool idea. Uh, what other yeah. projects are you involved also, in? Well, let me just mention one other okay. aspect of that project is artificial okay. intelligence um, that's utilized to gather data about their performance and, you know, how they're doing to improve the matching over time. Mm, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, yeah, additional projects that you're involved in. So uh, other projects that we're looking at are uh, you know, other technology-related. Um, a lot of them were at different stages. Very often, we start out consulting. So um, currently, we we have quite a few things, uh, especially in the blockchain space. Um, the project I had just mentioned to you is also a blockchain project. So, um, you know, were there other projects that we're looking at that, um, you know, that have to do with you know, creating efficiencies, improving life, but also for mass adoption of those platforms. So we're currently looking through a lot of projects. Uh, aside from uh, overseeing the uh, projects with IPA, I also do public speaking, consulting, mentoring, and I have a lot of other things that I do as well. Um, so there's a lot of things that are in the pipeline. Uh, you know, as far as is, uh, you know, IPA, we're looking at a lot of these blockchain projects 
and uh, the majority, you know, with regards to blockchain, they're all under NDAs because of the technology. So um, in terms of getting into some specifics, it's a little bit difficult. Um, outside of those projects, um, we're working on a project that has to do with um, alternative energy that's uh, hydrogen-powered technology. So um, we're working on uh, strategic partnerships along with gentlemen who is, uh, you know, essentially on the forefront and has been doing this for 30 years and uh, has produced hydrogen-powered cars 18 years ago, the first off-grid home 10 years ago. And so we're working on strategic partnerships to, uh, you know, get that technology, get it get it placed into certain areas to be able to showcase it and to try to get some momentum. It's been a lo very long road, and, uh, you know, hydrogen power is, is just um, starting to surface. There are, you know, a couple of car companies now that have actually released hydrogen-powered cars, but there's a tremendous amount of, of uh, opportunities in, in that space with that technology because it's clean technology. You know, the byproduct is water and hydrogen. And the hydrogen can be reused similar to natural gas. So we're working uh, on that project, like I said, and I can't get into too many details on it, but it's a very exciting uh, technology. And you, um, you mentioned placement, where, where that's placed. Like what, what kind of market do you see that um, going to first before it goes to like a, a, a mass adoption type of Type of scenario, like where, what markets are looking for for things like that, and where do you think they'll be successful? So yeah, so we're primarily looking at remote areas at this point in time. The reason being is because if you can demonstrate how effective it is in remote areas, third world countries or isolated uh, locations such as islands, then you can then showcase it and get broad-based exposure uh, to be able to, uh, you know, then introduce it into more densely pop populated areas and also get uh, the interest to be able to generate, uh, you know, funds to be able to produce and to distribute on a mass level. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I imagine, you know, going to, going to Hawaii where, you know, the, Everything is shipped in practically, and you know the, the prices are are indicated of that shipment. So having potential hydrogen power, which shouldn't require any shipping, I would I would think, um, yeah, that's that's really exciting. The other thing is is that it eliminates the need for lithium batteries, which are not recyclable, and uh, you know are creating another problem. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, actually a ship recently dumped a bunch of lithium-ion batteries into the ocean. And so, uh, you know, with, with what we're working on, everything is, is you know, 95% recyclable. So the technology that's used is, uh, you know, far, far superior in a lot of ways. Wow, that's really exciting to hear about. We get so hedged into what's what's out there right now that we... Um, you know, end up creating a lot of problems for ourselves, and, and having something like that on the forefront is fantastic to think about. Yeah, we're very excited about it. So, um, you know, that's that's another project that uh, we are spending quite a bit of time. There's uh, also multiple products involved in addition to 
the, the, the technology, different applications. So we we're, you know, we're quite busy, like I said, with different projects and consulting. And that's generally how we get involved is because we're, you know, presented with different projects. And once we start to dig in and start to have conversations, it's about building a relationship. And, and as I said, you know, we ultimately invest in a very small fraction of the projects that we see, but it's about building relationships, creating value, creating trust, transparency. And I, I think that's kind of lays the foundation for a successful project. Where do you see that uh, trust building taking you in the next um, two to five years with IPA equities? Well, I, I mean, I think there's tremendous potential. I, that's why I'm speaking <laughs> um, and, and talking at blockchain uh, cryptocurrency conferences because that movement is about decentralization and transparency. And we need a lot more of that from every uh, participant. So in other words, governments and institutions. And I think that if we can get that from those uh, industries, then I think that will set an example for people to really embrace uh, a new culture, a new paradigm, and, uh, you know, really, um, you know, make a significant change in how things are done and, and get far superior results. What do you think, I want to kind of take a step back here, what do you think is the kind of the near-term future of um, IPA equities, like perhaps in 2018, 2019? You know, a lot of these projects are long-term projects, so it's very hard to really predict what will happen. And I can tell you from experience is that very often something will will just appear and incredible things will happen. So it's possible that we may strike some some strategic partnerships that absolutely catapult the things that we're working on into you know hyper growth. And so. Uh, we're very excited about that, and it's uh, having that long-term vision and having the patience and also having the experience of, of, of seeing that materialize. You know, I think really, uh, you know, it's a combination of, of the patience <laughs> that, uh, you know, along with the long-term goal that, that sets the stage to have great things happen. I can't really tell you, you know, what, we, what we're predicting um, we're not a cash flow business, so um, it's not as though we're predicting what our cash flow is going to be and how we can increase increase revenue streams through a particular revenue stream. So, um, you know, it's it's when you're investing, it's it's kind of a different model, and and you just really never know what what uh, you know the outcome is going to be. But uh, working on uh, projects that have great potential with great teams. Is is always uh, you know sets you up for for great results. That's excellent to hear, and I'm really excited about the the uh, couple of projects that you you mentioned. Are there any things that maybe I didn't ask? Any questions that I didn't ask that uh, maybe you'd like to uh, mention now to our our listeners? Sure, I am uh, one of the the, the uh, projects that I, I think that we've done really well with is a company called PMBC Group. And through PMBC Group, we've represented over 200 technology companies over about the past seven, eight years. And 
those uh, we've been able to help companies attract capital, strategic partnerships, and increase sales, increase customers and subscribers. Uh, so that company is, has done tremendously well. We continue to work with great tech companies. We've had a substantial increase in business in blockchain companies, and these are companies that are already in existence. Most of them are not cryptocurrencies uh, attached to them, although we do have you know, some that, uh, such as Dash. And uh, that company is very exciting and creates a lot of uh, opportunity and deal flow. And I spend a lot of time speaking at these technology events and conferences about what it is that we do, how we help these companies. And it's been tremendous for the growth of PMBC and has also created a lot of opportunities, as I said, to be exposed to projects that aren't necessarily ideal for uh, an ICO, but an opportunity for a direct equity investment in, into a, a company. So that's uh, something that, that I think is, has been a great investment for uh, IPA, and I think that we're going to see some, some great things come, come from it uh, you know, over the coming months. Great to hear. So, Keith, where can people find out more about you and, and IPA Equities? Sure. Well, they can find out more about me by just going to keithherman.com. And there's a, my personal website, which talks about all the, the companies, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the number of companies that I've personally owned and scaled, as well as the, the technology companies that uh, we've helped. It's uh, more of a, an overview of, of the projects that, uh, you know, that I've done. And it also talks about speaking, my speaking engagements. It talks about programs that are available. And so that's one way for them to find me, to find IPA. There's ipaequities.com, which talks about uh, what IPA is, is looking for, what we're involved in. Um, we're, we're all, uh, you know, as, as well as my other company, pmbcgroup.com which is the technology company. And uh, so there's a lot of information there. Also, the philanthropic efforts that I'm involved in are also posted there as well. And, uh, you know, the great charities that uh, I'm involved in and support. Well, great. Keith, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. It was a pleasure uh, speaking with you. And uh, I want to wish you well. And, and I think the platform that you offer is terrific. Um, I thank think you. We need, we need to have more platforms <laughs> like this and people sharing their stories. Agreed. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Keith Herman with IPA Equities. And thank you all for listening in to the Future Tech Podcast. We will catch you here next time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, 
from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first. In their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.